Hi, I'm Ron Hammonds. Welcome to another podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited again to be here sharing with you the Word of God. You know, it's the Word that builds us up and gives us an inheritance among the saints in life. It's the Word which actually infiltrates our body, every cell of our body. The Word has marvelous power. It's a spiritual Word. The Word of God is life and light. It is so amazing as we take the Word of God in. Do you know it also has a power to deposit faith and to change our mind? The Bible tells us that the Word of God renews our mind. As we take in the Word and the will of God, it refreshes us. It renovates our intellect. That's what renew the mind means. It renovates our intellect according to Romans, the 12th chapter, and it changes the way we think. It deposits faith. In fact, Romans 10 verse 10 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. When we hear the Word of God, there's a spiritual power, something different than just hearing a good word from, you know, uh, uh, something that ought to, you know, be written in a poem or sang in a song or hung on a wall. You know, some some nice thought. The Word of God has power. Now, listen as well. The Word of God is only the Word of God when it is the Word of God. Okay? It's important to realize that. That uh, the devil took words that God said that God never intended for them to mean what the devil was trying to say. You know, when the devil was tempting Jesus, you can read about it in the Gospels. Jesus went out into the wilderness. He was tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He ate and nothing. And then, you know, and and then the devil was trying to get Jesus to follow him. And so the devil decided, well, I will use some of the words that God used. I will say, well, you know, Jesus, God says this, you know, the Bible says this. You know what God said. Well, what God said is only what God said when it is what God said. Okay? Just because you can string words together or just because you can read a sentence in no way gives it the authority or gives it the power of the Word of God unless it is filled with the intent of what God says. And so, when people came up to Jesus, the Pharisees tried it. You know, they would come up and try to confuse, try to tempt, and, and uh, you know, they, they were trying to trick Jesus by telling him what the law says. Well, this is what Moses said. Well, you know, the Word of God is not the Word of God unless it is the Word of God. That's why so many times people pull scriptures you know, out of thin air, like trying to, you know, a magician pulling rabbit out of a hat, trying to convince you that there's something there. There's, you know, some power there. No, there's not. You know, you can't, you can't just pull scriptures out of thin air and use them to do battle against someone trying to prove they're wrong and you're right. You know, God has a, uh, you know, when there are hidden agendas, when there are evil motives, when, when people just take the Bible, even from the pulpit, and use it as a hammer or a whipping post, trying to shame people, trying to make them guilty, trying to motivate them to give money or, or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, even come forward in, in, in some service. When, whenever someone is trying to use the Word of God for gain, the Bible says, you know, it, it's wrong to make merchandise of the Word of God, to take the Word of God and use it for your own benefit. That's, that's uh, you know, your own personal benefit against someone else especially when we are debating. You know, the Bible says, don't be debaters. Don't, you know, you can debate all day long and, and, and spill out endless genealogies, but to what avail? You see, because God has an intent with his word. God is telling one story 
And unless the scripture that you are sharing is in agreement with that one story that God is telling, then you are interpreting the scripture wrong. You're using it wrong. You see, this word of God is the word of God only when it is the word of God. And scripture is interpreted by scripture. And there's only one story God is telling, and no one scripture tells the whole story. All of these things are very important for us to understand as we approach the Bible, because the Bible is so powerful. I'm not taking anything from the power of God's Word. I'm just telling you that you can't use it just for your own benefit and your own gain. We use it for kingdom gain. Because the Scriptures are so powerful, when you hear the Word of God as God intended for you to hear it, in the, in, in the, uh, um, in the way that God intended for it to impact your life, then it releases all of the power of creation in your life. It is powerful. It is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. The Bible says in Psalms 107.20 that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. You know, in Isaiah 55 verse 11, the Bible says that as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth and and, and does not return, you know, uh, uh, that, that God's word will not return to him empty are void, but it will accomplish the thing which God purposed when God sent it. Okay? But it only accomplishes the word and the will of God. It only accomplishes the purpose of God. That's one of the reasons why I think many times people can be filled with Bible scriptures. And, you know, uh, people who claim they don't even believe in God have read the Bible. They can be filled with, with you know, uh, Bible scriptures, but using them wrongly, they have no released power. Let's today open up our hearts to hear the word as God intended. Okay? You know, let's today embrace one more devotional step in our life. And let's today realize that the Word of God is only the Word of God when it is the Word of God. All right? Well, launching from that, let's read 2 Corinthians 4, verses 17 and 18, and let's see if we can find out what God intended whenever He, by the Holy Spirit, inspired the Apostle Paul to pin these words to the church in Corinth, a church that was located in Greece in that day. And it's a word for us today. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is this telling us? It's telling us that we're going through things in life all the time. Afflictions and hardships and tests and trials and different uh, you know, uh, pressures of life. But, but these pressures of life are only for a moment. And they are designed by God that, that they will work for us. Like exercising. It's like lifting weight. Lifting weight works for us, not against us. God will not allow more weight to come on us than what we can bear. And so as our life is in the hand of God and trouble or test or trials or temptations, pressures come to our life, we are well able to lift them under the mighty hand and under the mighty banner of Christ. 
and they work for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory because we're not focused on the problem. We're focused on things that we cannot see and that others cannot now see. We're focused on a promise of God. You see, even when we make bad decisions, even when we make wrong decisions, even when we make costly mistakes that cause problems in our life, yet the problem is not coming to destroy us. If put in God's hands, it can become a part of the process. It can become a part of our growth. I'm not indicating that you should make God problems or that you should cause problems. But even if you did, if a problem comes to you or if you were the cause of it, if you will put it in God's hands, it won't be the worst thing that ever happened. God will take it and he'll make something out of it. You see, life is made up of many decisions. Some decisions we make are right, some are wrong. Some even cost us at times. In those times when we make mistakes in judgment, God you know, is right there with us. He's not leaving us. He'll not forsake us. What may seem like a failure to us might be an opportunity to God. And if we put it in God's hands, God can teach us and move us forward into a greater arena of life. At times, what seems to be a bad decision to us, you know, might be a part of the process. And it might not be the big problem that we first imagined, but rather a part of our journey that God can use to mold us and equip us and better prepare us for our greatest day. It's important that we realize that when we make mistakes or when problems happen in life, that we immediately roll those over into God's hands. We should strive to learn from the mistakes that we make and expect God to use them somehow to his benefit. I encourage you, be like the children of Israel who in Exodus 1 verse 12, the Bible says about them, that the more that they were afflicted, the more they multiplied and grew. That's what the Apostle Paul also wrote about in Romans 8, chapter and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. If you will put these things in God's hands, whether you cause them or whether they just happen to you. And remember, bad decisions, wrong decisions, and costly mistakes, they are a part of the process and not the problem. Once you put them in God's hands, he'll make something out of them. So today I challenge you, roll your problems over to God and see what God will do with them. Let's pray. Let's ask God to help us in this very thing. God, Lord, we want to see things from your perspective, God. And sometimes we fail you, Lord, and sometimes things happen to us, Lord, that are beyond our control. God, teach us to not be frustrated with the things, Lord, that we cannot undo. Give us peace, Lord, and grace, and allow us, Lord, to learn from our mistakes, Lord, and from the pressures of life. Lord, help us, Lord, to be of better service to you so that we might, Lord, learn and grow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now, God is willing to forgive you of every mistake, of every bad decision. God is willing to help you through every problem that anyone else delivers to you. Put it in his hands and don't focus on the problem. Don't look at how bad it is. Look at what God is going to do. That's what Corinthians says. Don't look at the things which are seen, 
but look at the things which are unseen because the problem is temporary. The answer is eternal. God bless you. I love you. Don't forget, okay? The Word of God is only the Word of God when it is the Word of God. God bless you.